Hungered Games Fan Podcast, episode number 41. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we have great news for you. We do? <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> the great news is that you can expect a minimum of one episode every week. That's what you keep saying. Until the end of this chapter. That's what you keep The end of this chapter. And, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the end of, <laughs> until the end of Mocking Jay. You cannot make promises that you cannot keep. I know it's a very dangerous thing for me to say that. Although, here's the thing. We're recording. This episode, by the way, is devoted to chapter 16 of Mockingjay. It is. And uh, it is my desire that uh, sometime throughout the evening here, I will go through and reread and take notes. I know that you already have notes, but I'm going to take notes based upon your notes for chapter 17. And you and I would hopefully record another episode tonight about chapter 17 okay which of course would be released one week later and then maybe even i could record a uh, read and do notes on chapter 18 tonight (laughs) and we could record and that would be released in two weeks okay and uh maybe tomorrow which is saturday i could get another couple chapters in and the and here's the thing my goal is that we will have all of this book read, recorded, and ready to be released one episode apart from each other uh, all the way through the end of this book and have that done by maybe the end of this weekend. Okay. And there's a reason for this. Do you want to tell people why? Because we have something else we want to podcast about. Yes, we do. That, But we're not making any commitments. We're not making any um, plans until we finish Mockingjay. That's correct. Right. We're not making any commitments as far as when that's going to launch right. until we're finished recording for Mockingjay. Yeah. But we are making a. We've already made a pretty significant commitment by talking <laughs> about it at uh, on uh, episode number two hundred eighteen of Family from the Heart. Uh, we are. By the way, you can listen to it at familyfromtheheart.com forward slash. No, just familyfromtheheart.com and right. look for episode number 218 titled Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, which that is our next... Um, obsession. Well, it's our current obsession. Yeah. It's our next... Our next podcast. Podcast series. Exactly. Yeah. So very excited about it and uh, more to come on that. But this is not the Downton Abbey podcast. It is not. So we are going to pick up where we left off. Uh, We left off in chapter 15 (laughs) and Katniss had just been shot. Well, the poor girl had to watch herself be shot. I mean, come on. Right. That's just mean. So basically she had the workers coming out of the the (laughs) nut or the the what is what's so funny? Nothing. Okay. I'm going to guess autocorrect well no this is the computer what i don't know anyway go ahead are you laughing at my notes yes <laughs> oh whatever okay so anyway we had you're left- in the third book you should know that his name is Peter, not peter did i say peter <laughs> where do you see peter <laughs> that's all i'm laughing at all right <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, can we go on yes, here? Yes, absolutely. So I was saying that the workers were coming out of the mines 
and Katniss uh, had a standoff between one of them and she was about ready to talk him down and you would have thought by based upon the way it was she was describing it that she was making you know that how she was he, influencing him how could she not and we learn in chapter 16 that in fact it was not him it was not who shot her I, well i would hope not because he was pointing at her head yeah <laughs> was he i didn't even realize that so and um but she was she was shot and we learned that um her spleen ruptured actually and that they had to remove it so she's in some pain she's back in the hospital swore she'd never go back to district 13 because she can't handle the pain um the emotional pain of being there but um as the chapter is beginning she is remembering a moment with Peta. Always. From before where she, she asked him to stay with her after um, her mom gave her the sleeping syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, after her fall in District 12 when she climbed the fence. And she says, stay with me. And he answers always. And so she's remembering that now. And it just makes you want to say, oh, yeah. So. One, one of the things that she knows she notes here, she says, you know, that she's, you know, she would love to be fully enveloped in this or whatever. But there's there just it just seems that there's not enough of the drug to ignore for me to ignore the pain in the left side of my body. I wonder why that is. I wonder why, because jo- <laughs> Joanna has been stealing her drugs. Johanna, right? Well, it's actually Joanna, but I really like pronouncing it Johanna because it just sounds like a name that is fitting for this book. All right. So anyway, um, I wonder how your audiobook that you listen to pronounces it. I think she pronounces it Johanna. Does she? I don't know. Because I, I that's find- what I always call her. Yeah. I'm anyway. not going to go try to figure it out All right. now. Well, but- we'll have to listen later. Okay. So anyway, but she has been, um, she, she's been siphling off Katniss's morphling. She has. She just comes and plugs herself in and... <laughs> And and here's the here's the thing, you know, um, she's like, I didn't think you would mind. And and then all of a sudden Katniss goes on this whole thing of, well, of course I wouldn't mind. And I couldn't mind because this and that. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah, you should mind. She holds herself responsible for everything that's happened to everyone. Yes, she really does. And it annoys me. But I love when um, Johanna tells her that when she's in her sessions with the with the doctor that he has to remind her 20 times a session that she's totally safe as if something like that even existed. Right. It's like, how about you? Do you feel totally safe? And you know, I, this is a great statement. There are a couple of things that the author makes um, in this book that, that I think are supposed to be like questions we're supposed to be asking ourselves or that they, I believe that she would hope that we would ask ourselves. And the question is, you know, isn't that a, I mean, it's not just, district you know the things that are going on with the capital the question is are we is there ever a time when we're all really safe right we 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 strive so much in our lives for security and safety but the truth is are we really is there ever a point when we are truly safe it's safe everything's safe now and and that i i just don't think that that's the case i mean you know terrible things can happen do happen and do happen and and it's not just always someone else it could happen to us as well and and i think what you have to you have to come to peace with the way things are and not let fear drive you absolutely 
Absolutely. And I think um, on a smaller scale in in the sense of the story is that um, none of these people understand what it is like, what the what these children have been through. Right. You know, what it means for them to to be a victor and how they got there and the things that they had to do and witness for that. They will never be the same. And how they go, you're really not paying attention. I am. I'm hearing every word that you're saying. All right. Because you're making that face like you're not really. No, I'm just smelling the blueberry muffins upstairs. Oh, okay. Wildberry. Oh, wildberry muffins. Because they're blueberry and strawberry. (laughs) Okay. So, um, anyway. Yeah. No, they. Nobody really has a grasp on what they've actually been And they understand that that they're, you know, you can be in a nice, warm, cold, dry place, whatever. It doesn't matter. That doesn't mean you're safe. You right. know, there's the threat of nuclear, you know, destruction at any moment, you know, and, and all of this stuff. So anyway, they, you know, as you talked about, she find, we find out that the bullet really never touched her, but the impact uh, damaged her spleen and they had to remove it. And she's like, well, don't worry. I mean, you don't need it. And Johanna well, says, well, and if you did, well, they'd find you a new one anyway. Because it's everyone's job to keep you alive. Right. Is that yeah. what she says? Yeah. To keep you alive. Yeah. And she is. She's that important. Mm hmm. And Katniss even says, you know, they're, you know, she's the one that people should be, you know, doing this, that and that. But, you know, she does recognize that, well, I guess now in the position and through the turn of events that, yeah, I guess I see how important it is for that. Right. So. But um, don't they also have a moment, um, Katniss have a moment there where she appreciates um, Senna and the suit that he did. He really did think of everything. Yes. yes. He really the did think of it. The bulletproof yeah. vest and everything. Or the yeah. bulletproof materials. Anyway, next, uh, you know. Uh, uh, um, Gail comes in. Yeah, I guess that's the best thing I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say. How can I actually say something and not actually say something really bad? Well, just say Gail comes in. <laughs> that's pretty horrible. So it's, we'll it, leave it at that. Cliff, it's the tone in which you say it. <laughs> All right. Then he shows up okay that works too <laughs> all right and um and johanna leaves but not before flirting with him yeah and guess what guess what gail and katniss do you'll never guess it i hope they don't kiss you'll never guess what they do what do they do they have a disagreement <gasps> that's like all they do now that is Good do they them. actually get along it's no they, do they have anything in common they are no. not compatible people they're not that's all we're saying they're honestly not <laughs> So, um, what is there? You're deleting things, so no. you need to lead the well, no, conversation I'm just, here. I'm only deleting it after you. Okay, but you had more there, like what their argument was about, and it's you've deleted that. Oh, you just haven't. Uh, you haven't. You don't have it all. No. Hold on. There's a way for you to see all of these notes. Where? where? Just stop deleting things and arrow down. Oh, you're actually okay. You have it down as hiding the things that i delete. so now you should be able to see it okay thank you you're welcome <laughs> so, so, like the whole thing disappeared <laughs> i forgot that you had it turned on to i didn't have it turned on anything this I is your did. macbook so sorry i just want to clarify i didn't turn on anything okay are we ready to move forward sure what's the difference between blowing up a mine and and uh firing over at hover planes and and shooting them down and Katniss is like, well, uh, number one, we were under attack. They were attacking a hospital. Yeah. And and Gail argues back by um, blowing up the mines. We kept that t- type of attack from happening in the future. 
Right. And then, of course, Katniss says, well, with that kind of thinking, you can say, well, it's all preventative. So that gives us a license to kill anyone, anywhere, anytime. And, and and this is the big one. She's like, if you and if you think about it, couldn't you justify the the actual Hunger Games? You know, I mean, yes, it, it's brutal. We're we're taking two children and, and but won't it prevent the districts from getting out of line or, you know, or and, and that's the way she would say it. But. You know, wouldn't it prevent an uprising where even more people, it would disrupt the order of things mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So I'm sure they're, you know, I'm sure that not everybody in the Capitol is a horrible, crazed person. Right. That many of those people have grown up and this is all they've known and that there has been things like that kind of thinking, like that Gale cruddy, cruddy, cruddy thinking uh, that that has helped them to justify the Hunger Games. And Katniss and he uh, do not... See eye to eye. See eye to eye. At all. At all. Anyway. Anyway, so Gail does say that, hey, just so you know, we do have District 2 now. We do. And uh, the workers uh, have turned on the Capitol soldiers and the, and the rebels basically, after Katniss had been shot, the rebels pretty much just washed as the, the, uh, the District miners uh turned on the capital people yep that and and so basically and and it doesn't say this these words but her speech not the one that she was fed but the one that the one she spoke actually did work and that's and and this is about the area where we learn that it wasn't he that shot her but someone from farther back yeah um let's see the I don't. I the don't, doctors. Uh, yeah, I don't like your notes. I know you don't like my notes, but the doctor. Don't you don't have know. the doctors. I have it. I just. I don't like the way your notes flow. That's all. <laughs> well, flow your own notes. I told you. I tried. You but did. You, I yeah. said this is what I'm using. If you want to see it, I took my notes directly from the book. I know. So and the, you went and paraphrased a bunch of crap that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors are trying to get Katniss right back on her feet. So what are they trying to get her? What do they want her to do? Getting right back on her feet? I don't know. Well, the, because you the, didn't put it down. Well, the, it the well, I just read it. So basically, so fill me in because I did not. Okay, so the doctors are trying to get her right. You know, normally somebody who has been injured in her situation, they would give her plenty of time to recuperate, but they need her on her feet right away because rumors of her death have been spreading. Okay, and they need to start showing that they have not had a a disastrous impact no she's not dead let's bring her in uh bring in the cameras let's show them that it's just a couple bruises and oh by the way we're going to we're going to do something amazing and they're going to talk about you know what their plans are but this is just a note to say that you know the, the doctor's pretty much not giving her time to heal from those bruises or from the soreness of losing her her spleen her spleen she's got she's got work to do all right. No and rest. So she leaves the she she leaves the capital a message to expect them soon. I got exactly. it. Exactly. So the capital is not cut off completely from outside help, like District Thirteen during actually, the dark days. I said that and I wrote that, but it actually the capital is is completely cut off. Yeah, so okay. I just See, I thought notes. that. I, well, it doesn't do me any good if I'm reading and your notes don't update until after I've already read it. <laughs> you know, you can still pull, open up the. Kindling but then i'm not really it just now updated i know i just now did it no you did it like 
40 seconds ago. Oh my goodness. And it just now updated. <laughs> I love you. You make this so much fun. Thanks. All right. Anyway. <sighs> the Capitol is completely they are cut off. Completely cut off. I thought it didn't sound right. Anyway, like <laughs> District 13 during the dark days. Please don't change it again. Um, it holds the threat of nuclear attack over its enemies. Unlike District 13, the Capitol is not in a position to reinvent itself and become self sufficient. Because they're totally reliant. Stop changing things. You think I don't see you typing? <laughs> what are you even writing in there? Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. All right. It's your turn. Unlike. I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> Whatever. I haven't changed anything. But it keeps moving. You don't have to change anything for it to. All right. Anyway. All right. So they can't. They can't go in and, and reinvent themselves and become self-sufficient because they were never self-sufficient to begin right. with, they totally rely on the other districts to provide their food, their technology, um, their their peacekeepers, their everything. They totally rely on the districts. Right. And, and not only that, but the capital, um, the residents of the capital have never known any kind of hardship or anything like that. They've never had to do anything for themselves in a way. And so basically um, there, there's this whole discussion of the of this old Roman, you know, phrase or whatever. And basically it comes down to, you know, what, as long as you give the people food and entertainment, then they'll gladly hand over anything of their political responsibilities. Yep. You know, just keep us fat and happy. You know, that's that's all we want. Pretty much. And and so that's exactly what the district has given them. And now the district can no longer give them entertainment. The district can no longer give them food. And I fear that uh, there's going to be a little bit of an uprising upon the residents. Exactly. They're going to turn on the Capitol pretty quickly. Exactly. So um, there is going to be a new propo. You didn't see my other note coming out. Yeah, I just chose to ignore it. (laughs) You said you didn't change anything, so I just went right over. I love you, too. Anyway, so there's going to be a new propo. Yes. Coming out. Propo. I wish they would quit calling these things that. Katniss will not be the star of. Right. So she thought that they were going to do a wet. Well, um, I think it was Plutarch that came Uh in. Plutarch says, you know, we're going to give them something. We're going to give them some entertainment. And it's going to be a wedding they'll never forget or and something. And she's like, that. like, surely you're not going to marry a man, marry me off to a man who's like programmed to kill me. Like, exactly. Really? Come yeah. on. And, but it's not, it's Finnick and Annie. Mm-hmm. They are going to get married and they're going to record the, or, you know, to just air the whole thing of them being happy and, and dancing and everything is going to be fantastic. All right. And so here's where I kind of imagine Plutarch as a husband and coin as a wife and the two of them arguing over the details of what the wedding's going to be like. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) They definitely have differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the wedding goes. So there was a description of, you know, well for coin, it's just, you know, a small little thing here and reassigning them to the same right. cabin or something like that. But for Plutarch, who's from the capital, mm-hmm. it is an extravagant event. And um, so Katniss says it's hard to put a game maker on a budget. Yep. I'm pretty sure he's never had a budget before. Right. And um, Katniss takes Annie back to District 12 for um, some clothes for for a dress. Right. They go through her her victory tour 
dresses um, to find a dress for her to wear. And I like on the ride, um, on the, the hovercraft ride to District 12 when she's like, you know, I've always just assumed Danny's, you know, crazy, out, crazy because everybody says that she's crazy. But, you know, um, after watching her and, and spending the day with her, you know, she kind of laughs at awkward moments and stares off to space sometimes. But you know what? If Finnick loves her, she's got to be okay. Maybe she's a little strange, but she's probably not crazy. Right. They get to District 12 and they walk in. They see they open it up and they see the, the gowns and stuff like that. And they're just overtaken with emotion because Sinna's presence is so strong. Yeah. And I, th- I think it was Octavia, Octavia who said, it. I, it's been so long since I've, I've been able to see, see something, something beautiful. beautiful. Yes. Which was kind of nice. And the, yes. so the wedding went on forward. It was a huge success. Uh, there was the satisfaction, of course, of showing uh, President Snow, Katniss and Prim dancing. So right. She went because ahead she wasn't sure in. about dancing because she's still rather sore, but she didn't want to miss the satisfaction of, of, um, him seeing them dance. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, to end the evening, there was a special wedding cake. It was a surprise. <clears throat> and there is no question who had decorated that cake. None other than my beloved Peter. Yeah. And it seems like Hamish had been holding some information out. And uh, basically, uh, it turns out that Peter is actually at a place now where he's quite rational at times. And uh, Hamish is saying that the, the making cake was, the cake is therapy for him. Right. That makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, if you think about when you're not. At your best or what, doing something that you love kind of brings you back to. Right. A better place. It does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So Peter wants to see Katniss. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And this Holy gets really crow, good. Protect my neck, please. <laughs> so um, he's not very nice, though. No. Well, I mean, wait, wait a second. I, you know what? I almost disagree with that. Okay. Because he, she's the one who's not. She very does. Nice. I know. I agree with you. She gets rather um, defensive quickly, very quickly. Yeah. But he's like, you're not very big, are you? Or particularly pretty. Yeah. And um, he tells her that he remembers the bread and um, her in the rain and digging in the trash and burning the bread and his mom hitting him. And um, the real is that I must have loved you a lot. And she says, you did. And, and he, he says, did you love me too? Everyone says I did. And he says, you look like you were going to kill me with those tracker jackers. And this is this is what I love because her hesitance to give into her emotions and her, you know, f- for him. Um, it, if, if you can imagine them using those clips from the games, it would be very easy for them to, to actually convince him that, Absolutely. yes, she was trying to do this because, yes, she she did try to kill she them. She did. You know, she yeah. had thought that he had turned on her. And so, um, you know, it, she had always suspected that, you know, that maybe it was just a game and he was just playing her. So... Yeah, it it did look like she was trying to kill him with the tracker jackers. And then he said later there was lots of kissing, but it didn't seem very genuine on your part. And sometimes it was and sometimes it wasn't. 
I think most of the time it wasn't. It was just for Hamage to Not send in the Not in the second kiss. games. Right. Not in the second games. There okay. was the moment on the beach where it was very genuine. Okay. Um, but it it wasn't um in the in the first arena it was not genuine at all. Right. And he asks, "Well, what about Gail?" And she's like, "Well, I wasn't asking either of you for permission." Yeah, and this is where she he comments that you know, what he think about you kissing me and are you kissing him? And I'm not asking either of you for permission. Yeah. And his comment is, "You're a piece of work, aren't you?" But what she takes that breaks my heart. Yeah. It really does. All those months of taking it for granted that Peter thought I was wonderful are over. Finally, he can see me for who I really am. Violent, distrustful, manipulative, deadly, and I hate him for it. See, now here's the deal. Finally, he can see me for who I am, who I really am. This is who she believes she is. And this is who... Uh, President Snow wants was, Peter to believe she is exactly, and but it, this is who she believes that she is, right? And, and now that he can see that, she hates him for it. And here's the thing: I don't think that he sees her that way because he remembers her in the rain. He remembers the trash bins. He remembers the fact that he burned. I totally the bread agree with you for her. He remembers that he was willing to risk his mother hitting him. And then taking the the bread out to the pigs and throwing it her to her instead, and he remembers that he loved her very much. And I don't know when she's gonna get some self worth. I don't know. And learn to um, see her beauty in who she is, but. It breaks my heart that this is what she sees of herself. Yeah. It really does. It does. And my friends, that concludes what we have read in chapter 16 of Mockingjay and our thoughts on it. We will be back again. You should have an episode, you know, one week from when this thing was uh, released to you. And of course, I will tell you that for those of you who are listening to this months after we have recorded them maybe even years you don't even have to wait that long just go and listen to the next episode right away and of course if you like this show um we encourage you to tell your friends about it uh just head tell them to head over to hungergamespodcast.com again that's hungergamespodcast.com and we have many other shows that we've produced over the years since just this, a few. Just a few. Since December of 2005, we've only put out eh, just a little over 3,000 podcast episodes for various different shows. So if you want to check out the other shows that we have available, gspn.tv slash shows. There you go. And uh, I guess until next time, my friends, may the odds be ever in your favor. 